Hello, welcome back to the Marketing Minutes podcast. I'm your host, Colby Klusterman, and I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy everybody's here listening, and I'm happy we have our returning guest now, uh, Zach Fishman. Zach, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me back. If you didn't listen to our last episode, definitely go do that. Zach and I talked all about HubSpot sequences and workloads. It was really, really informative. And again, if you didn't know, he's an account manager, a HubSpot account manager at Evenbound. So really no better person to have these conversations with. Before we jump into today's HubSpot question, um, Zach, I believe you have a dog and I've seen pictures and she, 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 she's, she's really cute. So can you tell everybody a little bit about your dog? She's adorable. Yeah. Her name's Mila. Um, and she's a little Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. So we love her. How long have you had her? Um, I think she's coming up on five years old. So yeah, right around five years. It's crazy. Yeah. It was national. I can't remember if it was national dog day or pet day recently, but pet day, maybe, yeah. yeah. And, uh, we were all sending pictures of our pets in our Slack channel, even bound and Zach just sends like this, <laughs> um, like whole scrapbook of pictures of Mila. It was really cute. <laughs> yeah. Mila, Mila through the years, a series. Yeah. So, so fun. Okay. Um, getting down to business. Our question today is how can I identify my most valuable leads in HubSpot? And I think this comes into play quite a bit when we look at sales and and marketing, but let's say, for example, we just got a ton of leads from this event. Um, Our sales team is a little overwhelmed and they need help determining what leads are better than others. Maybe like cold leads versus hot leads or warm leads. Um, And I know there's a tool in HubSpot that can help with this, um, but I would love for you to describe what that is. Um, and maybe the value of it. Yeah. Yeah. So cue lead scoring, um, lead scoring through HubSpot really it's, it's kind of defined as just a process of assigning, um, each leads you generate a value. So most companies I think function on a, on a point system. Um, so meaning the better the fit and the better the interest, the higher that lead score is going to be. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. So in this example of, we just went to an event. We have so many leads. Our sales team doesn't know what to do with them. They can use lead scoring, assign point values to all their new leads and start going after the tens, the nines, the eights. I assume it's out of 10. Uh, I think it's actually a hundred. Oh, a hundred. Okay. So the nineties, the eighties plus all that sort of thing. Yeah. So this becomes pretty valuable. Um, you know, when you've really got your inbound marketing strategy working well, you should have a good amount of leads flowing in. And they should, most of them should be pretty qualified. The trick is that I think when you've got that volume of leads coming in, sometimes some of those leads can either get lost or like you said, Colby, the sales team can get overwhelmed with just the amount of leads and they're not sure who to prioritize and who to contact first. So really the value of the lead scoring is, is to align your sales and marketing team, align those efforts so that everyone's always putting putting the most effort toward the leads with the highest value and the most likely that, um, to convert to sale. Sure. And maybe, maybe when it's a slow period, we start going after those like colder or lower scoring leads, but especially in times of busyness, we want to be focusing on those, those high value, uh, lead scores. So before we get into like where we go to set this up, how we want to think about setting it up and maybe some best practices there is lead scoring available for all HubSpot tiers um, and subscriptions, or are there some limitations? 
Yeah, there are some limitations there. Um, the manual lead scoring is available for any hub professional or above, I believe. Yeah. And then I think we'll get into um, predictive lead scoring as well, which I know is only available for other certain tiers. Um, so if you're professional or above, great. Like you can like you can listen to this and Zach can help walk you through like what we're about to do. If you don't, maybe you have starter and this could be a reason to move to HubSpot Professional um, because of the value of this lead scoring. So with that, can you walk me through what this process would look like once in HubSpot? Like I said, maybe some best practices we want to keep in mind when we're uh, setting lead scoring. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what's great about it is it's it's super simple to do. So um, to start, all you really have to do is go to your settings um, and then find your, your property settings and in your contact properties. If you search for, I think it's called HubSpot score, which is kind of confusing. Sometimes I search for lead score and I don't find it. So it's, it's HubSpot score. And if you, if you hover over that property and you click edit, that's where you're going to see all the, the different options to define these different criteria. So it's super simple. It's, it's built kind of natively right within that property edit feature. Um, so it works kind of similar to a workflow where you can define criteria and use that and or logic that workflows use. So the idea is that you're, you're, you're setting positive and negative scores for actions that your contacts take. So for instance, you know, let's use home building Kobe as, as because you sure. know, I know you work with uh, a couple of different home builders and that's kind of my background where I was coming from. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so let's say, you know, someone went on our website, homebuilder.com and downloaded a uh, content offer. We could we could assign that specific event that that criteria as a, a positive twenty lead score. The same thing with if they've identified you know that they're interested in in building a home within our specific area of operation, uh, that would be maybe thirty points of of lead score. Uh, on the flip side, you can also identify negative criteria. So if let's say they've identified that their budget is lower than than the homes that we sell, that would probably be a, a negative criteria. Um, same with if they haven't necessarily interacted with anything on our website. So if they haven't even been to our website yet and we still somehow got their information, whether that's through an event or whatever, um, that would probably be a negative criteria. Even if they're a good fit or they seem like a good fit, they haven't showed us interest yet. So kind of marrying those those fit and the, the interest is is what lead scoring is all about. Yeah, that's super interesting with that. Um, people spending time on the website and like there's a pretty um, proven correlation between the more time you spend on someone's website, the more likely you are or the more ready you'll be to purchase from them. Um, so I think that's a great example of like a negative attribute, like you said, um, and one that people might not think of right off the top of their head. So Awesome. Does does that take us through most of the process? We set those attributes and then we're done. We can pretty much call it a day. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously you want to keep an eye on these lead scoring. And I think best practice is to always be thinking about and, and updating and, and reviewing your different criteria that you set. So that's not always going to be static and it's going to be different for every business. So it's important to to go through your process when you're first setting it up and identify those criteria. But 
Also, it's important to review those maybe on a quarterly or semi-annually basis just so that you're you're making sure that those still make sense for, for what you're offering. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, before we wrap up, I'd love to talk about HubSpot's predictive lead scoring and maybe a little bit of how that differs from the lead scoring we you and I just talked about. And again, is it available to everyone or is it not? I, I'm just thinking if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, I've heard about predictive lead scoring. So what's that all about? I think um, there's some good information you could hopefully share, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. So predictive lead scoring, I, I think it's relatively new to HubSpot and it, it is only limited to uh, HubSpot Enterprise. So if you're on that highest tier, that enterprise tier, you will have access to this. And what it is essentially is an autom- it's a completely, completely automated process where HubSpot reviews thousands of data points within your contact base to f- identify your best leads or what they think is going to be your best leads. And so it uses machine learning and, and it, how it works is as you put more data in, it's going to learn and it's going to get better at predicting those scores. So it uses two different properties within um, the contact uh, properties. So it uses what's called likelihood to close and it uses contact priority. So the likely likelihood to close, it it automatically assigns a number, which is a percentage. So let's say it assigns 30, a number of a score of 30. That just means they HubSpot identifies that contact as having a 30% chance to close within the next 90 days. And so with that, it takes that that number and then it assigns that contact priority as being, you know, very high, high, uh, medium, or low. Yeah, I think that's super interesting. And I mean, everybody is all about mis- machine learning and AI and automating whatever we can um, at this point in time. So if you can automate that process of lead scoring, I think that's a huge win. Again, like you said, it's only available for enterprise. So you'd probably be spending the big bucks with HubSpot. But um, um, if you are using, if you do have enterprise and you're not using predictive lead scoring, I feel like that's a, a super easy win. Yeah. And I think the reason they they limit it to that maybe too, is just because it, it probably does require a bit more data. Um, so it makes a little bit more sense for those bigger companies who have these huge CRMs with, you know, tens of thousands of contacts and, and HubSpot can really use that machine learning and all that data that's available to to make those scores better or, or those predictions better. Whereas if you're, you're kind of just a small company with a pretty, pretty small contact base, it's going to be tough. And, and it's honestly probably better if you manually assign those, those lead scoring criteria yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a um, super helpful note to end on. Um, so if you are like on a starter or a pro, you don't necessarily have to be envious of the enterprise people because this might actually be better for you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Zach, once again, thank you so much for joining us. I, again, I feel like I learned a lot. I hope everybody listening did too. Um, we'll have you on for one more episode and we're going to talk more HubSpot stuff. So excited for that. Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for spending a few minutes with us today. Please feel free to rate us five stars on Apple podcast and Spotify, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Mm-hmm.